someone we have on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1045 Sharp. He is Mr. Tom Korski. He is the managing editor over at Blacklock's Reporter. Hello there. Hi, Alex. So we finally have some names of who will testify starting uh, on October 13th. And Mr. Trudeau will be testifying along with Marco Mendicino and Ms. Christian Freeland. So get your popcorn. Freedom Convoy uh, Commission, yeah, October 13th. It's going to be uh, really, I think, an arresting moment. Yeah, uh, I think we're be. into legacy material, Alex. Well, look, the Gomery um, inquiry, which was the last time a prime minister testified, being Paul Martin, uh, it did get a lot of play. So this will definitely get a lot of play. The last time we saw him testify was at the We charity scandal. He skated on that one. Um, but the, the the big questions, I mean, and I, th- I, th- I actually think Christian Freeland's going to be in, in more trouble with the bank accounts, because again, we know that there was no foreign funding here. You know, it was all Can- it was mostly Canadian donors. She's going to have to somehow <laughs> account for how did you go in and take people's account? I mean, how do you get away with that overreach? Yeah, there's also the, let's be frank, a perjury. <laughs> you are under oath. You're being questioned yep. in a room full of lawyers who know yep. more about the material than you do. And so uh, the when, when politicians, cabinet members are, you know, inspired to do what they always do with the voters or reporters, which is to obfuscate, tell funny stories or be performative, that can really be a heart-stopping exercise when you actually have to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing mm-hmm. but that truth, under threat of perjury. That really focuses the mind. Yeah, that is a very important point, is that uh, talking points will not get them far uh, with this. And, and unlike we, uh, that was not under oath. So, Or was it? Was uh, we under oath? I don't know if it was. This is different because it's a, ju- a judge is actually... Uh, they tried to. They tried to do it at uh, the Finance Committee, and uh, the uh, government caucus members wouldn't go for it. Well, yeah, now we know why. Well, this will be different. So that is a popcorn moment. We will absolutely have that covered on the show. Marco Mendicino, who will be testifying next week, is also now trying to to, um, explain why he backdated government documents when he was the immigration minister in an apparent bid to mislead a federal judge. Now, judges don't generally like this kind of thing. And as a former crown attorney, Mr. Mendocino would know that kind of thing. But I think when you're going to backdate something, you got to know that if you're in a month of 30 days, which April was, don't date it April 31st, because that's probably what got them caught. Yeah, speaking of the whole truth, speaking of a man who <laughs> is, is going to have uh, some time testifying under oath, everyone who's ever signed a lease, a bill of sale on a used car, any contract of any kind understands. There's only one reason you backdate a document, and that's because you want to avoid consequences or seek some advantage. In this case, Mendocino's Department of Immigration at the time, this goes back two years, we spent two years tracking documents on this, mm-hmm. faced a, an injunction hearing in federal court in a trademark dispute. It was important to government lawyers to have a certain act of parliament declared in force. So they, they made an interesting decision, and one of them was Mendocino. And they said, well, let's just say the act is in force. So he issued a news release. They published a, uh, on the website a Privy Council order. So the act is in force. Lawyers walked into the courtroom, said it's in force. Everything is tip-top tailored. Guess what? They lied. The act wasn't in force. This used to be a big deal in this town, Alex. Mm. And it's not anymore. We're like the Zaire of the G7. This is a lawyer, a member of the Crown, a cabinet minister, and he backdated a claim on when an act of parliament became a law in force. And the only obvious purpose 
was to mislead that judge. But did he have a $16 orange juice? I hear you. I, 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 I get it. You know, you reach a point with seven years in any government, what you see is what you get. I just want to, just for a quick moment, let's talk about the Minister of Public Safety now, Mr. Mendicino. He's the guy who said the police told me I had to impose the Emergencies Act on the police uh, against the Freedom Convoy. Couldn't find a single Mm -hmm. police chief anywhere who said that. He's the guy who testified in committee that Freedom Convoy protesters, in his words, had attempted rape. And citizens, passers-by on this, completely false. He's the guy who backdated a document in an apparent attempt to mislead a federal judge. And he's the guy now who gets to testify under oath. This would be a heart-stopping moment, I would think, for Mrs. Mendicino. We can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll see. It's a, it's amazing, um, you know, accountability went off with the dodo bird. It just hasn't been a thing for the last seven years. What would have taken any other government down is just not even met with a shrug these days. But that is where we are. But I do think it's interesting because you guys got your hands on internal federal polling, which shows, I think, some interesting findings that, um, you know, Canadians might not like the Freedom Convoy itself, but most Canadians don't see the government as making the case to use the Emergencies Act, that it was not necessary. In fact, that it was much more divisive and made the whole thing worse. So internal polling on this whole thing shows this government itself, people weren't supportive of this. They weren't. And these, these are the only polls we read because they're the only polls cabinet reads. And you know what really upset people in focus group research commissioned by the Privy Council Office, that's the top of the federal bureaucracy, very expensive polling. It's under mm-hmm. a $2.4 million contract. It was the, the account freeze. Every, even people who had no sympathy with the truck drivers whatsoever said, you've got to be kidding me. The account freeze upset a lot of people. According to the pollster who reported back to Cabinet, said this is a just engendered mistrust of, of the federal government. There were Canadians who simply couldn't believe you could do that in this country. My favorite part, though. Uh, they get the pollsters report on May 14th, and it said, oh, your uh, uh, mandates, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, no. Get out, get out, get out. They are polling really badly. Everyone is fed up. Uh, approximately three weeks later, June 16th, Cabinet decides to start suspending the mandates. Who says they're not the responsive? <laughs> right? They were following the science, exactly. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, i got to end on this one, because this, this is the stuff that really, frankly, pisses off people. Federal departments spending billions on consultants, but they're not keeping track of it. They've lost $24 billion outservicing stuff that this government told us they weren't going to outservice. And the Commons Government Operations Committee, MPs, it doesn't matter, New Democrat, Conservative, you name it. Conservative MP Kelly McCauley, Edmonton Wesson, who's, who's watching this, who's in charge? Not a response. Treasury Board, no comment. Public Works, no comment. New Democrat, Gord Johns. He, he said... Literally $17 billion a year on consultants. Those are people who give you advice. Mm-hmm. $17 billion. Even if it's not with, right, they just give it, they give you advice. Oh, no, yeah, no, do. they don't know how to make a pie. <laughs> They're going to tell you how to divide the pie. $17 billion, no oversight. Uh, Alex, there's pandemic millionaires in this country. Don't ever fool yourself. There are people who had that secret handshake. They never had it so good as when COVID struck. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, 
Yeah, there's gonna. I think a lot's going to come out in the wash in the next year, whether or not people will pay attention as a, as a different part of the challenge. Nonetheless, lots of stuff coming at us. Appreciate you breaking it down always. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Blacklock's Reporter. They do get the goods, and they get it because they go through all the documents that uh, I always say follow, you know, the devils in the detail. They just go through all the details, and they find lots of devils. So it's subscription-based, worth every penny, and... Uh, we get a good breakdown, and they will also be following the Emergencies Act inquiry that starts next week. So we will watch for that.